This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, you wanted to give a shout-out to a friend of yours from soccer? Yeah. Making the commute to Toyota Woodstock right now. I got this buddy's name's Renato. He uh, was born and raised in Brazil, and he moved to Canada a few years ago, went to school, and now he's like a software guy, so he works on the software on the machines at Toyota to help build the cars. Cool. So the other day, I, I, I kind of told him I worked in radio, but he didn't really ask like what station or anything like that, and I've, I've known him since the summer. And so like a week or two ago, we were driving to soccer because I he lives near me, and I pick him up for each indoor soccer game. Uh, that we play on the same team for, and he goes, Jim. In uh, in my country, we have a saying, and it's uh, your ears are hot. And I said, What? He's like, Yeah. It's, it's like your ears are hot, and it means you when somebody is talking about you, your ears are hot. I said, Oh, we have the same. It's your ears are burning. It's this exact same saying. And he goes, Are your ears hot? I go, What are you talking to me? He's like. I've been talking about you to my friends all day. I just started listening to your morning show. It's hilarious. We drive, we listen to it on the way to work. And uh, we were having a good laugh about that. And uh, he's like, I really like the story you told about the guy stealing the guitar and then the employee fought him. And you said, I would have fought him too. Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> I go, yeah, why? Like I, I said, you can't like lie about people on purpose or do slander or things like that, but you can like give your opinion. He's like, oh man, in South America, if you say things like that on the radio, you will not get away with the government does not like it. So you can't say you want to beat someone up in Brazil, know. which is shocking to me because uh, they're pretty good fighters down there. Yeah. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Oh, for sure. The Gracies? They invented it, basically. You can't say I want to beat a guy up in Brazil on the radio? I, well, there are some other laws. I guess the laws are very strict down there, and you can't, you can't talk bad about the government a lot of times mm-hmm. either, uh, which is kind of, you know, not a huge surprise, unfortunately. And you but. can't discuss any uh, benefits of pubic hair on the radio. No. <laughs> they do not, not in they Brazil. They do not want you promoting pubes. Yeah, the moment you do. Policia! Someone's, someone's at the door. <laughs> What's his name? Renato. Renato. Great defenseman. Plays on our team. Nice. Uh, three lines. His ears must be hot right I now. I hope they are, buddy. Because we're talking about you, pal. Thanks yeah. for listening, and thanks for uh, telling all your friends at Toyota about us. We'll get back into the music. Uh, we've got Game of Palooza coming up after 7 o'clock. If you want a chance to win, is, is he texting you yeah, now? Yeah, thanks, man. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What's going on? Hey, man, I just had to call about your Love or Leap uh, contest. Yes. I wanted to give a shout-out to give hope to all the ladies out there that are thinking about applying for this contest. I've been married for 11 years. I live and die the Leafs. I bleed blue. I would take the ring, man. I love it. Great to hear. I'm about to get married in June. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you could have bought some hockey tickets instead of that <laughs> ring, Jim. How long did you wait to propose? Uh, I found this girl after 25 years of losing track with her. I found her on Facebook, and so I didn't wait too long. It took me about a year. Oh, like it was a rekindle thing. Like you knew her before, and then you, you're like, oh, there she was- is, and she's single. I was too afraid to ask her out, and uh, so we lost contact, and 25 years later, we were both uh, recently split up, and we got together, we got married. Since then, we've uh, drove our RV down to Mexico, 
We've uh, sailed uh, down the East Coast. We bought property in Roatan, so you can't let somebody go that uh, puts up with all those kind of crazy ideas. <laughs> I love the story that you're telling us. However, uh, I don't need my wife hearing about all the awesome stuff you're doing with your wife because <laughs> now she's going to be like, when are we going to Mexico in our RV? <laughs> you never take me it's sailing, crazy. honey. <laughs> I'm the one that called in a, a, a couple months ago about the Pan America Highway and gave Jim a lesson. Yes, oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's great, man. I'm glad that you made the right choice and you got a second chance at love. And that's great uh, food for thought to anyone who may uh, be getting a call for us with love them or leave them on Valentine's Day. Awesome. Good luck to them all. Yeah. That's nice, huh, Jim? Very reassuring. Will you love them or will you leave them? Take a hockey game or will you keep them? Will you love them or will you leave them? Either way, one thing is free. Will you love them or will you You've been waiting for that special someone to pop the question. We want to hear from you. Enter the contest now at fm96.com and y108.ca. Love them or leave them. Take a this is an interesting story. Uh, it's from a British tabloid, so take it uh, as you as you would. Anything you read in a tabloid. Especially British tabloids. Ron Jeremy, we all know that he has been charged with dozens of sex abuse and rape charges, and he was deemed not fit to stand trial because apparently he's suffering from serious dementia, right? Hmm. Well... According to British tabloids, Ron is living at a psychiatric hospital right now where he believes he's shooting a porno movie. Hmm. So he is walking around there thinking he's on set. Is this like when, when like an old grandpa like thinks he's in his hometown when he's not? Like that kind of dementia? Sounds like it. Like you, just, you go back to like a time you really remember, I think. I mean, I don't know if I believe him, but I've heard this just... I don't know many grandpas who did porno in the past. <laughs> I feel bad for the nurses. <laughs> for sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Heidi Fleiss is standing up for Ron Jeremy. Remember Heidi Fleiss? The name sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. She was the, the Hollywood madam. Oh, the uh, like the lady of the night to the stars? Well, she, yeah, she was like a pimp, female pimp to the stars. Oh, I thought she was a prostitute. She may but, have. Oh, okay. I don't know. She was a big story back in the day, Heidi Fleiss. Good friends with Ron Jeremy. Hmm. Standing up for him. Those are the kind of people you want in your corner. Heidi says, in a way, I'm glad he has dementia and doesn't have to accept the reality of this unfair thing that happened to him. I'm so glad to hear that in his mind, he thinks he's back on set and he's not absorbing what they've done to him. So Heidi thinks Ron is innocent. I don't know. I'm getting like kind of Harvey Weinstein vibes where we, as soon as he goes to court, he's about to get in trouble. All of a sudden his back doesn't work and he's uh, becomes he's an old man. Yeah, he can't talk yeah. right. Yeah, the sympathy plea. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of Ron Jeremy's films. Surprisingly, I haven't. He's not a good actor. <laughs> so I kind of do believe he's suffering from dementia. Oh, if, the court, if the court believes yeah. him... Uh, given uh, his performances in the past, sure. I would say that uh, unless he suddenly tapped into something. This is his opus. You know? right. <laughs> his swan song. Not a great actor. Taz and Jim joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Bobby Hull 
NHLer has passed away. Yeah, Bobby Hull uh, passing away at the age of 84. And uh, he led an extremely uh, interesting life in terms of uh, hockey. He was a trailblazer in many different ways. Uh, First and foremost, he was the first player to ever score uh, 50 goals in a season. Hmm. He was uh, the first uh, player to ever uh, make $1 million in a season uh, in hockey when he uh, went over to the WHA. And it's interesting as we have this uh, goal-scoring record uh, being chased down right now by Alex Ovechkin towards Wayne Gretzky. It should be noted that when you combine Hull's totals in the NHL and the WHA, he has more goals than Gretzky. Now, the WHA uh, goal totals don't count towards your NHL totals, obviously, but he had 604 goals in the NHL, another 303 in the WHA, so over 900 goals. I mean, he was a goal scorer. That's what he was. Primarily played with the Blackhawks and the the, the Jets, right? Yeah, so he played with uh, the Blackhawks primarily, and then he played with Winnipeg very briefly in the NHL, but also Winnipeg in the WHA, and a, a bit of a short stint with uh, Hartford as well. I noticed a number of the obituaries to Bobby uh, noted that he had a bit of a... Well, you, you said interesting. Is that the... <laughs> Interesting, a complicated history. Complicated was another word I saw used. If you're going to tell the full story of of Bobby Hall, uh, on ice, uh, he was a great player. Off the ice, complicated. So uh, there was an incident in 1986 where he was convicted of assaulting a police officer who had intervened in a dispute between him and his wife at the time. Two of his wives accused him of abuse. That's not good. Uh, one of his, uh, the first wife, uh, decided not to uh, testify against him, so the charges were ultimately dropped. Uh, there was also an incident from the late 90s uh, where, and this came out of Russia, so there's, you know, take it with a grain of salt, uh, but he was quoted as saying, Hitler had some good ideas, he just took them too far. Oh, boy. Another trailblazing moment for Bobby Hall. He was Kanye before Kanye. Little known fact, uh, before he was Bobby Hall, he was Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's complicated, but great hockey player. When you go back to what he did on the ice, he was one of the first players to really start curving his stick. Him and Stan Mikita, they really uh, kind of revolutionized that aspect of the game. So on the ice, he was a revolutionary in many, many ways in terms of how he played and what he did on the ice. It cannot be taken away from his entire story. I'll drop back to take it away. Five minutes have gone by in the period. Here's Bobby Hall. Is passed to Makita. He's got Warham tearing in on the right side. Kenny Warham, a drop pass to Hall. He scores! Bobby Hall! Well, you can see the Chicago players shaking hands with a very popular Bobby Hall as he has scored his 50th goal of the season, tying a record that he has held along with Maurice Richard and Bernie Jeffreyon in their days of Montreal. Quick recap, my uh, son accidentally slammed a door on his little sister's finger, and I made a joke, told him that her finger fell off, and uh, he was pretty upset. I think I may have scarred him for life. So we're talking about parents who are trying to be funny, just trying to be funny, um, <laughs> it may have caused some permanent damage psychologically with their children. Tanya, you've got a story for us? Oh, I do. Um, me and my husband told our 15-year-old that he was adopted because <laughs> he doesn't look anything like either one of us, and he believed us, 
And we let it go for quite some time. What is what is quite some time? An I hour? Probably twenty minutes. Okay. So we went into his room. He was bawling, thinking he was adopted. Why did you do that? Well, he he doesn't really look like either one of us, <laughs> and his brother does. Yeah, my youngest sister, Jessica, doesn't look like any of her siblings, and we've always joked that she's adopted. And there's no, because yeah. she's the youngest, there's fewer pictures of her <laughs> when she's a baby, yeah. right? So That's right. I think she still may have, voices. like, a little kernel of doubt in her mind that she's biologically related <laughs> to the family. No doubt. Uh, your son is not adopted. If he's listening he's right not. now, would you like to apologize, Tanya? Yes, yes, I would. If you're listening, Ashton, mom and dad are sorry. You're not adopted. Hey, who's this? It's David. David, you scar your kid for life? Um, I think I changed my kid for life. Um, I used to razz my kid when he was younger, and now he's seven years old. And last night, I was frustrated about something. I can't remember what it was. And then he just, without skipping a beat, looked at me and said, Hey, why don't you go cry to your dad about it? And he goes, Oh, wait, you don't have one. I just, I was flabbergasted. I, I couldn't believe he said that to me. So you, he, your seven-year-old is taunting you because grandpa's dead. No, I never, I never knew my dad. Oh, you never oh, knew your dad. An even deeper dig. I well, know. And he's seven. I'm like, wow. Do oh, you want to be adopted? So because Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do we have a plan for we, you. We got a new family for you, David. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in on that family. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> See you, pal. Talking about uh, trying to joke around with your kids and maybe traumatizing them. <laughs> like, it almost seems like you should know better as a parent, but it seems to happen because the phone lines are full here. Let's go to Buzz. What did you do to your kids, Buzz? Well, it was my daughter specifically. She was having a big spaz, and we were driving, and I just said, like, this is a distraction. So I stopped, unbuckled her, and stopped her in the snowbank, like feet first, not head first, but deep enough that she couldn't move and couldn't get out, and the entire vehicle cried. I've got four kids, so the three boys thought for sure we were leaving my daughter for certain, and now to this day, that was three years ago, and to this day, everybody starts freaking out, I step on the brakes, and everybody goes quiet. Nobody wants out of the vehicle, and I don't know why, but they think we're going to throw our kids away, but... You don't, yeah, know, you why. don't know why. It's because you almost did. And, <laughs> and you threatened awesome. head first All next time. Do, say, do I got to stop? And bang, it goes dead quiet because, like, yeah, one kid in the snowbank, and everybody is good now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Buzz. Austin, this is about your dad traumatizing you. What happened? Oh, when my brother and I were younger, uh, we used to go for uh, Sunday drives or just any time, really. And my dad always thought it was funny to pull off on a back road every once in a while, and he would act like the car or truck, whatever we were driving, died. He'd get out and open the hood and slam the hood on himself and start screaming and carrying on. And <laughs> like, pretend his hands were jammed in it? <laughs> yeah, pretend like the, the, the hood fell on yeah, him and yeah. he's stuck <laughs> under the hood. Now, you guys are yeah. stranded. Your dad's <laughs> caught in the engine. <laughs> You're buckled in. You can't get out to help. Yeah, no, it was it was quite traumatizing for my brother and I. Like even even to this day, this is oh ten years later now, and my brother still doesn't like going down side roads with them. <laughs> and do you look forward to uh, doing that same prank on your kids one day? 
Oh, I for sure will be doing something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Bet you're glad you don't have this problem. You got creepy old men showing up at your house all hours of the day looking for sex. Uh, maybe tough to maybe be Taz. That, maybe that is a problem you want to have. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> this is a story out of uh, North Texas. A woman named Elaine. She's sixty-six years old, retired. Just trying to, you know, uh, coast through the rest of her life and enjoy uh, the golden years. The golden years, exactly. Elaine says that men randomly have been showing up for the past year at all times of the day and night on her front porch. There's been at least 25 of them. Young ones, old ones, all shapes and sizes. And she finally figured out what is going on here. These men are all looking for sex. Uh, She's not selling. (laughs) Hmm. Why are they coming to her house? Well, here she is talking to the local news. How can a man go to a house in a neighborhood thinking they're going to get sex? As many hookers and prostitutes are out there, go get one. Leave me alone some sex website that nasty old men go and look for sex they pay venmo for the services and then they get my address and they come here Mm-hmm. so it's a taz and jim scam alert if oh. you think you're buying sex online you may just be buying the address of some poor retired old lady <laughs> Just picked a random address in the middle of a neighborhood. Oh man! And they just stuck with it. Yeah, it's the same address. And there's, I have friends who have told me they've had seen pop-ups that say there's horny singles in my neighborhood, Jim. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> exact address. Never though. seen one of those. <laughs> But I've always wondered what happens if you click on one. Yeah, This could yeah. be it. You, you'll see more. That's all you'll see then. Well, and uh, and this is Texas, remember. So if you are one of those men who shows up to Elaine's house, mm. you better have your running shoes on. Yes, I have my Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum <laughs> loaded, four-inch barrel next to me, and I answer the door with it. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Super Bowl commercials, we're starting to see some uh, trailers or previews, I guess you'd call them, for Super Bowl commercials, including this one. Sarah McLaughlin, uh, you know, she is a national treasure here in Canada. She's doing, it sounds like a weird fit, she's doing a uh, Super Bowl commercial for Bush Light. (laughs) That is a combo I never thought I'd see. The premise is it's a, an outdoorsy-looking guy in a plaid shirt talking about surviving outdoors, and there's a twist. Three things are required in the great outdoors. Food, drink, and shelter. Hello, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. For just dollars a day, you can help helpless animals find shelter. Bush. Wrong shelter, Sarah. Also, that's a wolf. <laughs> Head for the mountains. That's kind of funny. (laughs) It's not a dog, Sarah. That's a wolf. (laughs) I do like that in phrase, bush. Bush. Cracks me up. I can see you and your redneck buddies saying that every time you open a can. Oh, absolutely. Guys, guys, listen, listen. Bush. (gasps) It's just like the commercial. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. He's teamed up, and I'm not going to say this was my idea. However... 
Remember we were talking about the uh, the new Crown Royal factory they're opening near Sarnia, Ontario? Yep. And what did I say? They Dave should... Grohl's a huge fan of Crown Royal. Oh, yeah, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, it's a tradition. Before shows, they, they love doing shots of Crown Royal. And they should get the Foo Fighters to play at the grand opening of the Crown Royal factory in St. Clair, right? <sighs> near, near Sarnia. We don't know whether or not that's, oh. that's happening. But we do know that Dave Grohl is doing a Crown Royal Super Bowl ad. This, I, I don't really know or understand what the premise is, but this is one of the teases they've released. <clears throat> We're good? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good? Thank you. Dave Grohl in a recording hmm. studio standing in front of a microphone just saying thank you <laughs> over and over again. I wonder what the concept is there. Yeah. Just thanking the liquor for always being by his side? <laughs> thank you, booze. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could count on you, Crown Royal. Yeah, I, I do like seeing a, uh, a celebrity endorse a product that they actually use. 100%. It must be a dream come true for them, too, because, I mean, I'm sure he has no money problems, but he's probably got free Crown Royal for the rest of his life oh, yeah. easy. I don't think he's ever paying for another bottle of Crown yeah. Royal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 